0: Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurélia. Uh, I started an event in London, Ontario. You're welcome to attend. It's uh, every month and uh, there is going to be some networking and some quality speakers. Uh, Glenn and Darcy will be the guests and we'll record them and we'll publish uh, on our website. So you're welcome to uh, come and attend and network if you're in the area. And today we will be discussing when should you refinance so um, refinancing is typically you buy a property after a while you build up some equity and you have the opportunity to refinance um, if you use the birth strategy buy renovate rent out refinance repeat it makes a lot of sense to refinance once you've renovated the property and found the tenant because the property is now stabilized and is normally appraised at a higher value than you paid for it, including the renovations so that you can pull equity out of this property, which you can use as your next, as your down payment on the next property. And then the question is, uh, once you've done that refi, this initial refi, you know, when do you refinance next? Do you want to have your, properties paid out if you have a, a portfolio of properties and your goal is to buy and hold uh, that's another question because your return on equity as your equity stake increases in the properties compared to the income you get from the the net operating income you get out of the cash flow uh, the 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 ratio decreases over time so you may want to refinance or you may want to have those properties paid off it's a it's a it's a question i, I put out there
1: yeah I think you, you touched on it right there was a big one, but with a, well, honestly, with everything you do, why, why do you want to refinance? Is it because it's, you're doing a burr, it's part of the business plan, or is it that you've gotten yourself in trouble with something else and you need some cash, right? Or are you trying to get, like, what is your reason? You should really, um, like, cause what you're doing, um, Maybe I'll backtrack a little bit. When I did a refinance way back, when I did Canadian properties, I was only is way before the U.S. stuff. We refinanced a property, and we didn't really have a reason why we re- refinanced the property. So, in my and I didn't have a conversation with my business partner. So, my idea was we were going to refinance this property, we were going to get a bunch more money, and then we were going to buy more properties with that and grow the portfolio. Um, but we didn't have that discussion. We just went down the the refinance mode. And what happened was when we did the refinance, we got a stack of money, and the partner decided to do something completely different with the money, right? There was their share of the money. The property no longer cash flowed, at least it did cash flow, but <clears throat> not to a level that was anything exciting. Um, And the whole thing fell apart. We ended up selling the property it made no sense to refinance the property, right? So if you're going to refinance the property, when you're talking to the mortgage broker, and you're having that sort of conversation, initial conversations, like, figure out what, like, they're going to tell you this, but figure out what your mortgage is going to be and everything else. And will this property still cash flow when you've completed this, right? Mm Because people are going through this right now because they're getting themselves yeah. into trouble and they're looking to refinance. And yeah. if you're in trouble and refinance is your, your solution, maybe there's a better solution.
2: Yeah, I agree. You're right. <laughs> Yeah,
1: because people are doing this right now they're refinancing because they're in trouble and they're going into longer terms and or sorry longer amortizations and they're doing stuff to try to make this thing
2: work and lower mortgage coverage. I've seen 1.1 out there offered, which is you're just scraping over the iceberg. It is not safe. Nope.
1: So if you're doing a refinance because you're in trouble where is this property actually sitting? How much equity is in this property? There could be a different solution that makes more sense than refinancing it. Mm-hmm. And um, depending on where you believe we are in a cycle, because it typically goes up and down, um, if your game plan is you're going to strip all the equity out of this property and then it doesn't cash flow very well at all or not at all afterwards, um, and your plan is just to make appreciation going forward. I think that that is a very risky move at this point to bank on, because people did this in Ontario for years, just banking on this appreciation that we got all through COVID and everything else where properties doubled in price. It ain't happening. You might you might get some appreciation, but you're not going to get what we used to get. Um, so um, if that's the case, if you're sitting on a property, this is only my opinion, you can do whatever you want. You're sitting on something with a lot of equity in it. Like I'm talking, some of these people are sitting there with, you know, a million dollar home with half a million dollars in it. It's a rental property. It doesn't cash flow. Maybe it's time to sell that property. You could earn a lot better. Like what is your return you're earning on that equity, right? Do an Mm -hmm. ROE calculation. Does this refinance even make any sense to do? Um, because you, you sometimes realize that there's so much equity in this. If you sold the property, even after paying realtors and capital gains and all your other stuff, at the end of it, you could even private lend that money to somebody and make a f- some phenomenally better return, right? A yeah. um, uh, people rich dad, poor dad, which we just talked about on our other episode, it 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 does t- tell you to like buy properties, hold properties forever. But when you're in like um, a recession, which we are in right now, it, it it's a harder sell to actually do this if it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it might make more sense to refinance or not to not refinance and to just let it go and start over. But does refinancing make sense? It does in a lot of cases, right? If that's mm-hmm. what your business plan is, if that's what you've sold your investors, that's what the, the you have to execute on this. You have to perform for these investors, but you also have to perform to their best interest, right? Um, you don't want to refinance and go into a property that doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, if the interest rates are too far off, you're going to have to reevaluate and find something else, but you have to be responsible to those people. You have to be able to get their money back. If you said you're going to get their money back, you have to find. Anyway, that's it. You basically have to execute the way you are you're you to- you're pr- you promised you'd execute. Um, yeah. And if you can't, you need to find a solution that is still good. You can't leave these people to hang out to dry. And that's honestly why I want whenever I'm buying the larger multifamily. I want to put my own money in. I want my own mind to be aligned with it as well. I want, I don't want to ever, I would never do that anyway, but I want to, physically be worried about that money myself. Uh, yep. I want, I want it to be there.
2: Yeah. Um, simple, my simple first thought on this question is like, when would you, should you refinance? Well, somewhere before the end of your term, you should be thinking about it. I mean, cause you have to, oh, yeah. I mean, that's the first obvious answer. If you got a term expiring, you need to do it. So you need to get out in front of it. Um, it might be a bit surprising in the past. You might've been getting a refinance quotes from some lender or a broker telling you it's CMHC might take as many as 12 weeks. I've just experienced 17 weeks on a purchase, which they put in the queue ahead of refinances. So when their interest rates have been rising through this last six or seven months, there's been a lot of people refinancing. And the term, the amount of time it takes to get your refinancing in place has extended. You need a lot more time than you think. So if you have a refinance coming up, you will be out of options if you only go with the current lender, the current lender will be the fastest and they probably won't get you any equity out and they'll probably give you a posted rate and a short closing with a low fee. Uh, We need a documentation fee, application fee and for $5,000 you can renew at 2.5% higher than your last one, no equity taken out. That's not a great deal unless that's the best deal you have and you could lose the property otherwise because you can't extend past it because then there's usually a backup rate that's double or something. They don't want you to do that and you don't wanna do that. So once you refinance, when you're supposed to and get out in front of it uh, so you have options, right? So think about it, 16 weeks for a purchase to get through CMHC to get a certificate of insurance and then you still have to put in front of lenders. So now we're talking 20, 21 weeks. You're almost talking at half a year. That's a long time to get financing in place. So if you're thinking about it, you should probably already be doing about it, right? In this current climate. Uh, Glenn discussed when you have high equity and you have a stable building. So if you have a – I don't feel comfortable with with uh, mortgage coverage ratios much below 1.3. That's uh, one and a third higher than all your calculated bills at the worst possible rate. So I, total, more...
1: I understand the DSCR calculations. Maybe you want to explain a little bit of that?
2: Yeah, it's simply make sure you have more than enough money – more than enough. 30% more than enough money to cover your bills as they are calculated. And they kind of gross them up on the on the bank side of things because they may not trust your uh, vacancy rates or as, as good as you think they are. What if you have the one-time event where it just happened where five or six people moved out and you ballooned up to 14% and it took you three weeks or three months to renovate those suites and re- put them back into the market. Now you're way over the local vacancy rate. So unless you can prove year after year that you're substantially below that vacancy rate with your own records, you're going to have to go with the posted rate and a little higher because they're going to be careful because they're hedging because they're an insurance company first before a lender, right? So the lower that ratio is one, like 10% over like 1.1, that's only 10% over your posted bills.
1: 1.0, it means that it breaks even. There's no, yeah,
2: they're not doing that. They are not doing that. That They take a 50-50 chance that you meet your obligations every month. Oh. No bank, no credible bank is doing that. That's some kind of loan shark and they're waiting for you to lose the property. They're not lending to you. They're about to take the property from you. That's not an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a third thing where I might, where you might do this is where there's a really good chance to diversify, to spread your risk. And you have a lot of equity still in your property. But the reason for doing it it's not because there's just a lot of money that you could release there to your investors or to other properties, but there's a really good, compelling reason to diversify, uh, to spread your cash flow and your money out among several properties and grow your business. I think that's a compelling reason to re- refinance. You'll compress the cash flow from the first property, but the idea is to diversify it across two or three other properties and stabilize your incomes and diversify your risk. And that's a good plan. Um, I would do it on that circumstances. Yeah. And because do. It does make
1: sense because you're leveraging the bank. So you're now mm-hmm. re-leveraging your money a second time, right? Yeah. So it actually will increase, give you a return on that equity.
2: Yeah, it's just smart. Um, the last one, and this is one that I've done uh, on two occasions. Um, if you have to buy out a partnership or settle an estate, or something like that, um, or you have a really large bill, if you're talking about a, a, a big multi-res, you might be, have a roofing job in front of you that's $200,000. Um, that's easily, that, that's an easy thing. A 50 unit apartment building could easily have 150 to $200,000 um, roofing job in front of it. Gutters, downspouts, scuppers, re-insulating, re-ply with the whole top and put foam on top. It's a big job. You could take a second, that's a refinance. You're taking your existing equity and cash flow, and you're putting a second mortgage at a higher rate on top for a shorter fixed term. You could do that, or you could remortgage the whole thing. And we've done that. You could pay out your uh, penalties on whatever your terms of your current mortgage are, wrap the whole thing, and tell the bank, we are going to add this to the value, asset value. And banks recognize that new roofs or new parking lots are adding value to the property, and they're usually amenable to taking out more money on a good project to add value. They're less excited about you taking money out and putting in your pocket to buy a boat or... Something else, they like the asset value right there, but they're always willing to. it. Also, what if what if you had a chance to buy out your partners? Partnerships don't last forever. They're a bit like fish. After three days, they start to rot. No, I mean, they're <laughs> after you know, they have a term. I've never and, heard that one compared to that's they go saw like what house guests are like fish. After three days they start to rot. Okay, yeah. It's like partnerships, they don't last forever. And it could be a good thing, both for your friendship and your partnership and for your business to buy out your partners. And if there's a lot of equity sitting there, you could, one partner might want to continue on with the owning of the property and managing it. The other might have other opportunities afield, or maybe you both want to work alone. Um, You entered into a partnership for a fixed term because you're smart. Now you're shortening that term and releasing each other from the obligation to each other. That's smart. You should consider that, um, especially if there's friction in your partnership um, or differences of ideology, or you want to go different ways, or one is substantially older than the other. uh, They may want to retire. It should be on the table that this is something we can consider. And I know with some of my longer partnerships, we have this conversation. One of my partners is more than 20 years older than me. And the things that are important to him are different. He's looking at a different window of opportunities than I am, and I have to respect that. Um, I've also had to buy out an estate, uh, one of my businesses. Uh, oh, I had an estate obligation to my brothers in law and I um, restrained the growth of my company and my business to make sure that I always had funds available and equity available in the event of my senior partner, my father-in-law's death, that I'd be able to pay out my brother-in-laws in a timely manner with the amount that they needed. Which was equal to the estate. So I kept that equity in that business for an extra seven years to make sure that when time came, which is my commitment to the family, that I could pay them out quickly and fully. In no holdbacks, no promises. Like that,
1: could you not use like a life insurance um instead of kept
2: keeping the equity around? I could have, but the life insurance, we just we didn't have the cash flow to fund it policy large and yeah, I know that is, it is a clever way. And others have done that, that using yourself as a bank. um, I forget what that guy's name is, but becoming your own bank through whole life insurance, there's an idea in there how to, how to do that. I wasn't super sophisticated and my senior partner was not willing to take company cash flows to insure himself in the event of his death to pay off this obligation. He much rather it came out of my end of the equity. (laughs) So, that's you know he's the senior partner and that's the deal we struck but you're right there's other options there but I did in this case might no, so catch whatever works no it's totally it's a it's a really clever idea and y'all should look into it um I didn't know about it at the time and it was was an option available to me but that would be a situation where that equity could relieve you of the obligation to the estate in one big one big pass the equity's there you get a new mortgage you pay them out immediately and within 90 days, there the estate's paid out, and you've taken on new debt, but um, uh, but that you've been planning for forever. I think those are all excellent times to use debt and to remortgage. Oh yeah, I've right. done all of them. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of it there. There's positives, there's negatives, um, and I think you just have to understand what you're doing. Um, totally you understand how it's going to look afterwards. Look at like you know, look way out the pros and cons, and make sure that you're not going to be in trouble afterwards if you do it. And if you're, and what are you going to spend the proceeds on? I think is a big thing. If you're going, like you're talking about buying boats, um, it's not even going to be good for your business, right? No. <laughs>
2: to we joke you. about that. You're not allowed. If you're writing the interest off in, on the property, on the project, you can't take the money and go buy a boat. You just can't. Um, if you want to pay it tax paid, your equity takeout and pay the taxes on it and write the interest off yourself on that extra, feel free. CRA will be pleased to let you do that. But you can't use it for personal purchases. You're just gonna run a file of CRA. Yep. But I like to joke about people buying a boat because it's it's fun, but it's super frivolous to me. I'm not a boat person.
1: I like going on boats. I don't I don't think I'll ever own one because my wife is not a boat person.
2: Not true. I've seen the pictures. You have two double-ended nine foot long kayaks.
1: I have two kayaks and a canoe. And a canoe, so you're a three-boat person. Look at you. You got a fleet. (laughs) It's an unmotorized vehicle. Anyway. Um,
0: Ari, any any final thoughts or you want to take us home? Yeah, I'll take take us home. Uh, Yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, These were our thoughts on uh, refinancing and when to do it, uh, if you should do it. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone.